As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome in, friends, to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, the Week 18 Ranks, the final regular season episode for us. I am the Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at Is It The Welsh or Chris, if you want to call me that, if you don't want to use the. And that over there is the Jake Seeley, all in kid on Twitter. And today we're going to be going through all of the stuff and the things. But Jake, this is our final, not our final episode. We actually, I'll, at the end of the episode, I'll tell everybody what we got in store for next week, which I think will be quite fun. But this is our final regular season episodes. We have, uh, we did it. We officially did it. Yeah, officially made it through. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how many people kind are of. actually, in, yeah, I was going to say, outside of people playing DFS, uh, hopefully you're not pinning your title hopes on this week. Let's be honest. Well, I think a lot of people were. It's funny that I say that. I'm like, hey, we did it. We got through it. And it's like, well, actually, no, we didn't really, uh, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. Uh, I did want to point out uh, in the last episode, obviously, Brendan and I spent uh, quite a bit of time talking about the DeMar Hamlin situation. And the one of the good things is there has been a lot of positive reports. Unfortunately, we still don't have like a um, a dramatic shift where we can all just kind of like let a sigh of relief. But it was actually announced. Uh, by I think the Buffalo Bills just a little bit before we started this up that there have been some really really big improvements as they called it remarkable improvements over the last 24 hours he's still uh, as they say critically ill still in a critical care situation but he demonstrated um, that he was neurologically still intact his lungs are healing and another report was that he was able to grip family members hands so that's like a really good um that's a really good change and adjustment from a really scary situation, Jake. And it's, yeah, that's the, like you said, I saw the same report, uh, just, uh, the brain function they said seems to be getting back and the breathing, which is that's, I'm hoping for everybody involved that just, uh, you know, NFL or not, you know, we get some great news before the weekend, especially because I'm sure it's still weighing on all the hearts of like the players involved in both, both teams, honestly. Yeah, and, and it looks like we're heading a little bit in that direction, thankfully. So, you know, for everybody that's kind of sitting back, um, that is moving in, thank God, a, a solid positive direction, but we are not out of the woods with any of it yet. Um, the NFL. The NFL 
seems to be playing both sides, Jake. And I'm really curious that you're t- we're going to do two sides here. Uh, I saw a report a day ago that had said the NFL was already laying out some potential plans, you know, because COVID had kind of set the stage for what you might need to do and adjust. And this potential plan, at least that I saw and how official it was, had like the Bengals and the Bills playing in week 19 with an AFC bye week and then and then moving. And it, it was this whole like constructed roster thing. Another report that came out like six to eight hours after was that the NFL is considering canceling this altogether, which in the last episode I thought would be a 1% thing. I thought there's almost no chance they would do that. Um, but, you know, I, I guess maybe they're looking off of like winning percentages and stuff. So I'm curious if you have any take on either one of these, on which side you think this is going to go, because we still don't have clarity on what uh, what's going to happen with this mm. game and the potential <laughs> outcome. We kind of do if you read between the tea leaves or read the tea leaves or whatever the what, behind the line. Like I'm Make just saying, tea. Yeah, yeah, behind the line tea leaves like all that. <laughs> it, it really what it comes down to is I've always been on the side of like I was expecting a one percent chance it actually got played, uh, mostly because if you look at it, where do you fit it in? As you just said, you would be pushing back the playoffs, and then no week before the Super Bowl, as in the you know the whatever that weekend is now called because it's not the pro bowl anymore. But the point being is it was going to be iffy. And then you get the counter argument of even if you do play them in week 19, push the entire playoffs back, you can talk about a competitive balance of forcing both teams to play while the rest of the AFC gets a full week plus off, whether or not there's a buy involved. And then why I say the tea leaves is because they put Baltimore Cincinnati at one o'clock Baltimore Cincinnati was supposed to be four o'clock if the division was on the line it's at one o'clock, assuming not. That actually even comes straight from our big Bengals writer at the Athletic. They tweeted out yesterday, so that kind of points to the NFL making. It seems like if they put it at one o'clock, they are assuming this is just going to be what it is. It's an irrelevant game. the The Ravens can't win the division because they're a game and a half behind. So even if the Bengals lose that to the Ravens, they're still a half game up. So the math is there. Like they can't win it in that. But case. wasn't and the bank? What? But wasn't there something for the Bills? What didn't the, didn't the Bills have something like uh, the, the where Bill, they on if, the line? But the Bills could get the number one seed if they beat the Bengals in that game and then won again this week against New England. So yes, their number one seed chances are now out the window, and that's the point. I think that's why you look at it. If you start to dig through it, you're saying so. Okay, can the Bills still get the number one seed if they play that game? So the Bills would have to beat the Patriots, which we could assume should happen. Let's even assume, let's just say they have the bills beat the Patriots. The yeah. chiefs win on Saturday. The bills can still get the number one seed if they beat the Bengals week 19, but now you've thrown the bye week out the window. There's no buy anymore. Like what's the benefit to them? You see, that's what, that's the point is like, if you play week 19, you push the playoffs back one week, but then you got to make up for it by not it having the seeding. bye weeks. But I mean, it would be C it would be seating on the one versus two. Play. Yeah, well, I think that that's all I got to come down to is if you actually get one versus two and then you head to Kansas City. And I get that. But my point being there is like, that's why I think that's why the NFL is leaning towards. Yeah, it's just so much for such a, you know, it's one versus two. You can make the argument. It's not going to be fair. It's not fair that they could potentially have home seed throughout the entire playoffs, that being the Bills. And there was still a chance for the Bengals, the Bengals, if they beat the Bills and then won again against Baltimore and then Kansas City lost, they still could have got the number one seed. And then if the Ravens beat the Bengals this week after the Bengals lost, like, so all those yeah, things are at play. 
But exactly. It's a lot of ifs, a lot of ifs, a lot of ifs. Yes, ideally, they could find a way to make it work. I just think because there are so many ifs, I mean, really, and you look at it too, let's say the Bills go out there to win. And now the Bills, let's just say they lose to the Patriots. Well, now their week 19 game is irrelevant for them. They can't get the number one seed. So what are they going to play for against the Bengals? And, you know, that's, what if the Bengals beat the Ravens even while sitting players? Well, then that game is also irrelevant to the Bengals because Kansas City already won. You see what I'm saying? There's just a lot of ways that week 19 also can become irrelevant by the outcome of week 18. Well, and one of the thing, the thing that's odd about the entire situation, though, <coughs> odd in, odd in, I, I respectfully, I say odd, by the way, um, is that. There is no answer right now, and it's starting to feel, with everything that you just laid out, that the NFL literally might be waiting for this week to happen. And But can you wait that long? That's the but, point. That's, but, I mean, at this point, we're already at Thursdays. We're recording this, and there's no update on it. Um, you're already starting week 18. You're looking like you're at a point where maybe they are going to play it out to see what happens, and maybe it will fix itself while they have built in the contingency plan if something is on the line, then they go forward with it. Uh, th- that's the only guess that can go on here. So it's definitely moved from you know, me being like, hey, 1%, it, it doesn't get played because I think that's a very difficult thing for them to, to do to looking a lot more likely. You laid out the scenarios on why it might not need to go. So- looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this leads to the other question, and it's the the mess that fantasy is right now. And we we did get some of the sites start to post out uh, some different solutions. Not all are happy. I know I saw Sleeper post out that they're just going to go like what happened is what happened. It's over. And I know. Yep. It's just it is what it is. Uh, I saw Fantrax post out something that they are still waiting, but there are settings that you can put in. So here's what I'm curious about. Uh, I think, I don't know if it's already out and if it is, I apologize, but I I know uh, Brandon was trying to get some bunch of different options from people and there might be an article coming out, but I'm curious of what you think should happen because there's a million different ways this can go. A lot of fantasies in limbo. A lot of people have figured it out too, by the way, some uh, going by winning percentage. Some are just saying it's done. Some are splitting pots and not Mm -hmm. worrying about it whatsoever. But it doesn't it mean out, everybody is. It is. What's that? Oh, the article is out. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. So, so that article is out over in the Athletic. Of um, of, it was sent out to all the Athletic fantasy people and what their decisions and what their choices were in leagues and maybe their ideas for it. If you guys want to, you know, kind of get a run of maybe what you could potentially do, I think that could be a really big help. So go and look for that. But Jake, what say you? What say you is the solution? I say the easiest solution is let's be realistic about. Sure, because somebody scored 50 points, but I think if there's a world where 
you know, one player left and it's not a quarterback and you're up by 30, 40, 50 points, like the highest game score you could potentially find would make you win by like two points, just concede. Like that's like T Higgins or Jamar Chase or whatever it might be, or even Stefan Dick, like the odds of them scoring 48. And, but if you don't even want to do that in that case, specifically do an 80, 20 split. If there's money, a lot of this is assuming there's money on the line, like the championship, if there's just nothing, like it's just the title that's bragging rights, then you won for all intents and purposes. I saw somebody tweet out and they're like, hey, I needed 1.2 points from Josh Allen to win and they're not conceding. Like, don't be that guy or girl. Don't be that person. Like, don't. Like, you're, you're losing. Josh Allen's not scoring zero points. Josh Allen's not scoring negative. So it sounds like that you're world, leaning to the projection world of like what was no, 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 no. That's not even my oh, first okay. pre- preference. No, oh, okay. my first preference overall is what we ended up doing in the flex leagues. Uh, we had out four, three out of the four were decided. Uh, three of the four uh, going into that game, there's there was no outcome. The people who had people remaining were already winning, so there was no coming out of that. So what it came down to is actually Joe Pizzapi and Adam Ronas. They had Ronas had one player. He had Jamar Chase. He was down by I think ten or eleven, and projections had Jamar Chase at like twenty. So it, the assumption was Adam was going to win. But what if you know the first touchdown wasn't to Chase? What if the second, third touchdown? Like, 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 what if the Bengals run away with this game? Jamar Chase finishes with five. It's happened. Yeah, I mean, look before. at Justin like, Jefferson in Week Seventeen. It's not yeah, like it's happened before. So yeah. we split. We split. There's they're dual champions. They're both getting a belt. They're both dual champions mm. of the flex leagues this year. It's the first time ever. It's unprecedented. There's nothing you can really do. That's the ideal scenario. If in my home league, it would be the same thing. My home league, actually third and fourth place, there was Josh Allen on one side, and then there was Joe Mixon and Diggs on the other. So, like, done. You know, third, fourth place, you split. You split the money. There's money on, involved. So, so your you full split and, and co-champion was the Just, was your solution. Yeah, that's. I would love that. If you don't like that and you want to declare somebody and you want to whatever, uh, that's where I would say not projection. Projection would be my third choice. I don't like projections just because mm. there's just all the sites. I mean, I say it all the time. Don't don't build your lineup depending on whatever site you play on projections. Don't do it off my projections. I put projections there to give you an idea of where the rankings fall, to see scorings, maybe yours is wacky or whatever. But projection, you talk about rankings being right about 75% of the time. Projections are like, 50%. Like, they're just like, like sure. you could. So, I say is go by their average score. So, whatever your league was, Jamar Chase averaged 18.3 points per game. Give them that. Just give them that. If you want to declare a winner, the third option I would give is take the week, week 18 scores for said players and add them to week 17, which is also not ideal. Because what if it's Joe Mixon and all the scenarios we just laid out? And yeah. the Bengals rest everybody, or the Bengals only give them one quarter. And then you take, well, Joe Mixon scored three points in the first quarter and never played again. So I, I lose, but he should have played a full game. So I think that's the like the last of the ideal scenarios. Um, but I, mine is just split it. Look, it's fantasy supposed to be fun. Like, you know, there's obviously more important things in life. Um, I would say split it, have fun. If you really want to score, just use averages. Just use what the player averaged this year. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I agree with this. Uh, my literally my entire mantra of being involved in this industry is fantasy is supposed to be fun. And there's a lot of people out there that unfortunately do not um, do not follow that path. And as I said in the last episode, you know, I would say if I think if you have people that are hemming and hawing and being real problems are probably not people you want to play with in leagues moving forward. You know, I'll, I'll lay out one. It's not even one I'm in. 
um, your your guys at the CBS League that you guys were in that uh, you guys just missed out on the championship. I get your emails because Scott accidentally signed me up when he did it, so I get all the updates on your guys's league. And it was razor thin close between um, Gary Davenport and I think Heath Cummings. And he had, and, and Gary had like a couple IDP guys and Heath might have had one guy and it was really razor thin and they just anointed a champion. And guess what? No one complained. Like, like yeah. Gar- Gary could have <clears throat> probably had a case to be maybe upset. No one did. Everyone moved on. It's supposed to be fun. I think they split the money in an even way, but they crowned a champion. You do that stuff. And hopefully everybody found some solid resolutions or you're working towards solid resolutions for your league. And if you're still looking for others, those three are great options from Jake. You can also check out the article that probably is going to have even more. Um, no perfect scenario here, but uh, hey, move forward, right? We can, and, and may, but you know what? Maybe you don't even care about this because you're going into week 18 and you're a crazy person and you're doing <laughs> the week 18 insanity. And that is actually why we are still here to talk to you about some of that insanity. Maybe that was like a little portion of your fantasy season and it is going to be decided this coming week. Well, we're going to do it a little bit different than we usually do. It's been uh, just Jake and I here. We did the starts and darts last week. This is um, it's fair to say this is the most chaotic fantasy football week of the season. Do, how do you think this compares week 18 of, of fantasy football to like the last week of fantasy baseball? How do you think like which do you think is more chaotic because you've played fantasy baseball plenty? Mm, I'd say this is more chaotic because at least I, the last week in fantasy baseball, like we know, like it's, hey, you know, blank starter is going to get bumped. So he's ready for the playoffs or like, like, like we know, like it's okay. You know, it sucks, but you know, pickups to go make, you know what to do. It's, it's chaotic because there's a chase to the waivers. And that's why I like ending. If you play fantasy baseball, I like ending the week before that. Actually, yep. you know, mine, I like my 350 leagues, which is the only, I only have my one left. I tried Nando wanted me to make the industry one year as we pivot real quickly to baseball three. It's 50 day sets, three 50 day sets. You redraft twice. So you get to hold oh. over 10 players. So it means you're never out of saves. Like, so like you play the first 50 days, you declare the 10 keepers, quote unquote, we all draft again. People always love drafting. You get to draft again after 50 That's days. You play another 50-day set, and then another 50-day set, and it's three sets of roto scoring for the grand total at the end of the year. And guess what? You're done for fantasy football craziness because you're done at the first week of August. It's perfect timing. Anyway, yeah. point being is, or like middle of August. Anyway, point being is uh, that last week we know. The difference is is we kind of know in baseball. We kind of know that, like, as of right now, Antonio Gibson's been placed on IR. Brian Robinson's still not practicing. We think Jonathan Williams is going to be the starter. We think Sam Howell out there means they're going to play Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, maybe some, to evaluate Howell. But what if they don't? John Dotson's already missed multiple games. What if they only play a quarter and like, all right, we got enough of them. Let's not get them hurt. Now Sam Howell's out there with the backups. Uh, you know, the Buccaneers. Do they play the first game just to keep the momentum on the, you know, Tom Brady's out there for one quarter and it's preseason, he's done? Or they sit them all together? Sometimes we get these full reports, like everything points to the Giants resting everybody. But what about the Vikings? The Vikings can only go from three to two, and that's only if the 49ers lose. So they essentially really have nothing to play for. Why risk Justin Jefferson? Why risk Kirk Cousins? But they might go out there for a half. Well, see, that that was where I was going to go. What you you hadn't even mentioned yet is these teams that don't give you any indication, the the guys play two quarters and then they are gone. It doesn't matter what the score is. They're completely gone. 
like that's kind uh, of, I'll give you one another yeah. one. Browns probably want to play spoiler for the Steelers. They have what one like they need like ten things to fall right for the Steelers to make the playoffs, but there's still a chance. But the Browns want to play spoiler, and they probably want to see Deshaun Watson. But what if the game is out of hand one way or the other? Like let's say halftime, either team is up twenty four to three. Now we might see Jalen Warren and rest Najee Harris. Now we might see Nick Chubb get rested because a lot of Kareem Hunt because he's a free agent. Like, let's see if De'Aaron Johnson can be. Let's see if Jerome Ford is going to be our new backup. Like, there's just so much at play depending Chaos. like the game itself, even if declared what they're going to plan to do, could swing in the game itself. Yeah, it, it is chaos. And we're so the format of what we're going to do real quick. We're going to do kind of lightning style. We're going to take a look at every game and we're going to get Jake's opinion on where any of the chaos or where any of just the highlight comes from of what people might want to take a look at. So strap in a little bit different. You guys might even (laughs) like it a little bit better. And we've got two Saturday games currently set. And let's start with the Chiefs and the Raiders. Stidham looked pretty good last week. Pretty dang good. Uh, You've got a 13 and three team with the Chiefs. Nothing for the Raiders, except they do have this new quarterback. Maybe they want to play around with a little bit more. So where's the chaos out of Chiefs and Raiders for you? Or what should we be looking at? Mm, I think Chiefs full blow. You know, they're playing for number one seed. They win and they get the number one seed. No, we don't have to worry about them. We have to worry about the Raiders a little bit. Stidham's look good, but Devontae Adams, do they rest him, protect him for next year? Do they, that's the, that's the Justin Jefferson one. Does he play one quarter, two quarters, none, all? It could go any different direction. Uh, same thing with Josh Jacobs, who's still banged up and playing through injury. Do they just bench him? He's a free agent. Or do they ride him and be like, screw it, we're not going to bring him back anyway. So Darren Waller, already missed time. The entire Raiders are a question mark. I, I think, you know, depending, like, maybe if, let's assume we don't get any word, because it's Thursday, we still don't have any word. Let's say you don't have any word on what the Raiders plan to do. I'd say... You kind of play the middle ground. I would assume half a game for all of them. And does that make it a better play than your other option? So is Devontae Adams a half game better than, I don't know, uh, Ray Ray McLeod? Because the 49ers have something to play for? Probably. But that's the decisions you're going to be making. One of the biggest ones also, if you check Jake's ranks over at The Athletic, is Jerick McKinnon, number six on your half PPR list. So that yeah. is the highest that he's ranked because all there's week. so many running backs that I'm pulling out. Yeah, well, and that is why that might be one of those guys you really, that might be one of the key matchups and the key starts from this week is uh, Jerick McKinnon ranking that high. Jags and Titans, and you've got an eight and eight Jags team, a seven and nine Titans team. What are you going to take out of this one? Is there any chaos? Everybody. Is there any crazy play? play? Everybody. No, play everybody. This is Derek Henry, Traylon Burks is in play. Travis Etienne's a great play even against a terrible, like a very bad matchup for him against that run defense, but he can do it in the passing game. Play Christian Kirk. Oh, by the way, you pass all over the Titans all year long. You just play everybody in this game. You're not playing Josh Dobbs. Yeah, which is nice. It is nice. (laughs) You might actually be playing Josh Dobbs. Yeah, you might. Maybe if you have a quarterback uh, concern, you really might. Maybe super flex. Uh, You definitely have... um, uh, you definitely have at least like at least a little bit of like non fear at that game because it's like, hey, you just play all your guys. You don't have to worry about. I mean, I have Dobbs over Tom Brady. I really don't think Tom Brady's playing more than a series or two. Well, there you go. Let's go. Uh, Bucks and Falcons, eight and eight Bucks, six and ten Falcons. You say I no would Tom assume Brady. The, I would assume the Buccaneers just sit everybody like why? Why? Leonard Fournette's been banged up. Chris Godwin came back from an injury. Mike Evans just hit. If Mike Evans didn't hit his thousand yard mark last week, then maybe like Tom Brady, Tom Brady, as seen last week, is going to help people get his, their bonuses. They got their bonus. Who are you going? The Buccaneers are not. I, I can't see them playing it. I could be wrong, but 
I don't I don't see them playing. I mean, do you anybody love Rashad longer. White then? No, why why would you risk Rashad White? Okay, this so you say G- that you this think is they Giovanni also Bernard. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, true. Watson, like, did, did you, you even? I mean, roll? You probably didn't hear this. Uh, I just want to repeat this again from last week. I was talking with Brandon about this insane that week 17 that Mike Evans had. He went from the 26th running back in half PPR going in. What did I say? You said you said you said running back. That'd be impressive. oh yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, sorry, wide receiver. <laughs> he went from wide receiver 26 through week 16. His week 17 alone moved him up to wide receiver 11. I saw that. PPR. He's a wide That's receiver crazy. one. He's, he's going to finish as a wide receiver one. Yeah, he saved his value. Him. That game saved his value. And Tom Brady saved his value as well as like a, in that QB1 territory. Okay, so that one has concern. Uh, Pat's Bills, because that's an early game. So I think you kind of touched on this one. Where are the plays? What's the sneakiness? What is Patriot. the what's the vibe on Patriots the Patriots is everybody. I would just play everybody. Uh, the concern would be on the Bills side if the Chiefs win. And, and again, assuming the NFL makes a statement about the Bills Bengals, like I, I can't see. Like I guess if they don't make a statement, if it's still in limbo and they still might try to make up the game, then you play the Bills. But if the Chiefs win on Saturday and the NFL says, you know what, we're not going to make up Bills Bengals. There's just just no conceivable plan. It's not happening. They're going to finish with one fewer game. The Bills have nothing to play for. They're the number two seed. They're done. That's it. It's over. They can't get the number one seed. So the Bills could rest everybody. That's so you have to, we legitimately have to wait from word from the NFL and Saturday to see what happens with the Bills. That feels like even if that were the case, I, I feel like that Bills team would be like a first half Bills guys and then rest the rest of them. In the yeah, I guess like, like, I don't see I don't think it'd be a full game. I think it'd be longer than the Bucks if the Buccaneers play. So that comes down to you, you risk Stefan Diggs for just one half. You risk Josh Allen for one half, probably. But now the running backs really become uncertain. Yeah, maybe Tristan McKenzie looks a little bit better. Maybe he plays a full game. Maybe that's someone that they get out there uh, for a full game. Isaiah McKenzie, there. Tristan McKenzie, you're, you're Tristan a, McKenzie. You're, you're a baseball. baseball. Like that was a total. B- <laughs> <laughs> we talked about baseball earlier. Yes, Isaiah McKenzie, not Tristan. McKenzie. <laughs> Tristan McKenzie would probably make a great wide receiver as well. He's very tall and probably uh, runs like a gazelle. So uh, I'm with that one. But yes, <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie. Thank you very much. All right, uh, Vikings and Bears. Bears have absolutely nothing to play for. I believe Peterman Everybody, is starting. Yeah. And they then you got the Vikings, the 12 and 4 yeah. Vikings, who are, um, they? it's them versus the Niners, but because of the early game, they're going to they're gonna probably have to play That's it out. That's why right? I, th- what do they, why? It's in case you face the 49ers. That, see, I know people yeah. push back on me as soon as I said, like, what do you have to play for the number two seed? Because the 49ers have to lose. And they're like, well, it's the possible home game. Like, OK, well, they still don't get the home game against the Eagles or Cowboys or even 49ers. They don't get the home game against the number one seed. Best case scenario is you get the home game against the three seed. Like, is that worth risking them the entire game? Maybe. But that's where I would go back to the Bills scenario. I would treat this. This is me. You could disagree with me. Unless we get word, I would treat this as they play half the game. That's how I would play it. I could see that. The only thing I hold back on with this team is they played so bad last week. I mean, Justin Jefferson shut down. Kirk Cousins played like absolute crap. I just don't feel like you can play two like two quarters after that game, even if these are subpar quarters and take that into the playoffs. Kind of feel well, like I'm thinking good quarters. That's what I'm like. Okay, I'm yeah, thinking. I mean the big quarters. Yeah, Justin Jefferson has 100 yards in the first half type of thing, and they don't play him in the second half. Which is why I, said, I have Jefferson as number one, but I have Dalvin Cook as a fringe RB1. I have Dalvin Cook yeah. down, 
because what if it's only a half for him too? I have Kirk Cousins as a low or mid low quarterback too, because just because of that, because it's Chicago, they they should have no problem being comfortable at halftime, assuming the game goes as we think. And that's why I think if you go into halftime and you're already up by three scores, you're done. They're going to win. You're going to be fine. Why risk everybody? So I think Madison becomes an interesting play. I agree with that. I actually completely agree with that one. All right. So Ravens and Bengals. This is a, this could be, I mean, this this could be everything. Yeah. 10 and six, 11 and four Ravens and Bengals here. And it could be depending on the, so the Ravens, the only thing that changes for them is do they move from the seed that they're in or drop one by losing and it just, they avoid facing the Bengals again. So that's, that's the only difference here is do they face the Bengals again next week or do they get a different matchup? And uh, I think that actually sends them to, is it Cincinnati or not? I'm sorry, Buffalo or I don't know. Anyway, point being, that's all they have. So Lamar Jackson's not coming back. Do you risk Mark Andrews? Well, it's tight end, so you probably do that. But how much does Dobbins get with his run and the injury? How much does Gus Edwards get? If the Bengals, again, this is all assuming we don't get word that the Bengals and Bills are playing their game. The Bengals are stuck, and so are the Ravens. That's if, again, everybody's like, don't assume. Like, well, no, this is why we're trying to do it for you. We're trying to. If the Bengals-Bills isn't happening, the Bengals can't do anything, the Ravens can't do anything. So this could just be a full sit on both sides, and you might face each other again next week. So why are you going to do anything when you're going to face each other again next week? That's actually really interesting about this game, where this looks like the most everybody game, but it could be the most nobody game as well. It's uh, so like it's, it's so weird. depending on if the if the NFL wants to try and make that game happen. And you gotta ima- you gotta imagine. <sighs> You got to imagine that they're going to release something. And you, you do wonder if they're waiting for this Chiefs game, if it's all contingent on this Chiefs game or something like that. But um, hopefully there's some, I, I would say this, because I'm kind of stuttering over myself. If there is no resolution, I would assume they're going to play these out if there's no resolution. So maybe that's your answer. If they that's say, treat it. Yeah, if they say the game is canceled, the Bengals aren't redoing it, then it probably is Sit City. You know, maybe they play a quarter and they're out. If there is no resolution, I would assume these teams are just going to go full at it in week 18 because mm-hmm. it's Which all open. Say. Because um, they, they don't know. And we don't the, know. The literal inverse of this game, though, could have the same result. The Texans-Colts is the toilet bowl of the season. There are six combined wins between these two teams. So how do you treat a toilet bowl? There, There's no reason to play anybody, but there's also, like, just bad players across the board that you know might need to get work. I mean, what do you look at in this game? Is there is there anybody that could shine out of nowhere? Mm, I would just avoid this game altogether. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, are you starting anybody on the Texans? Does Brandon Cooks even play? He's been in and I, out. Does he? No way he plays. You're not trusting Royce, Royce Freeman. If they lose, they guarantee the number one pick. If they win and the Bears lose, now you lost the number one pick. So not saying tanking, but I am saying tanking. Colts mm-hmm. would love to tank another game. For their pick and their future, potentially they need a quarterback too. So both these teams need quarterbacks. Both these teams need a better draft spot. So I don't. What are you starting on the Colts? I, I, Zach, think, Zach, Moss. I, think, I think Zach Moss. Zach Moss is a because start. he's not tied to the team next year. Then he's been what seven, seven, eight points the past two weeks. So Horrid okay, run fine. defense by the Texans who give up yards. Yeah, I mean, this is actually a, a great a, matchup for Zach Moss. Yeah, he's an, he's an RB two. He's an R, he's a volume RB two. But I mean, you might actually the the thing that we don't talk about. I'm not saying we is, but like 
people don't talk about enough is what if offensive linemen who've been playing through injuries get benched just because protecting them. So like how mm. good can the front potentially be? I'm not saying that's the Texans trash run defense. is going to get better. I'm just saying yeah. like there are concerns. It's a vol. It's still only a volume play. The one interesting one, maybe Alec Pierce because Paris Campbell's a free agent. So get Alec Pierce a little bit more run heading into his second season. But if I can avoid this game altogether, I'm avoiding it altogether. Maybe Jelani Woods. You need a tight end. Yeah, Jelani Woods. Yeah, there you go. How tight can that end go? It's Jelani Woods. There you go. We got your answer. Uh, <laughs> Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins, 8-8. Eight and eight. Jets are 7-9 and nine going into this one. It looks like there's there's already no Bridgewater and no Tua, I believe, that's going to go down in this game. But they have so, to play for this. Yeah, but they got to play. So where do you go? What's your breakdown? Mm, I mean, you got to play Tyreek Hill. You got to play Jalen Waddle. You got to play Wilson and Mostert, most likely. So even if it's Skylar Thompson, even if it's Mike Glenn, like you got to play them. They, they're, they're still too talented because they're, they're playing against the And the, the Jets, not a good matchup at all for them. Uh, the Jets are obviously going to try and play spoilers. Like I don't, to jump way ahead, even if Seattle wins, I do not think Dan Campbell's sitting anybody and going to let the Packers walk into the playoffs. Like that's not the Lions division one. And that's not Dan Campbell too. Like that just, that's not going to happen. They're going to still play that game. So I'm not worried to jump way ahead. Packers Lions, you play everybody treat that as normal play everybody on both sides. This is, that's one of the best games you could have fantasy wise. Um, But on this with the jets, Garrett Wilson, how much risk do you put on that guy? That that's the one I'm most concerned about in this entire game. Zonovan Knight, fine. Uh, you know, Corey Davis, fine, whatever. But do you risk your franchise wide receiver in the last game of the season just to play spoiler? That's the one I'm concerned about. I think where, you might play him, but understand that he's a lot more risk than normal. Where do you have him at wide out? Garrett Wilson. Uh, yeah. Let's see where I have him. I, I oh, put I see him it. at 12. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Understand that he could get benched. You understand, like, so Garrett Wilson's with Jalen Waddell and Christian Kirk and Keenan Allen and DJ Moore, who's above him. Understand that this Garrett Wilson at 12 could also finish as 42nd. Yeah. And speaking of DJ Moore, Panthers, Saints, uh, six and 10 Panthers team, seven and nine Saints team. And eh. um, Foreman does have a thousand yard season potentially on the line if he could go for a buck 40. Alave is less than 20 yards away from a thousand yard season if you're just talking about milestones mm. that are out there. Mm. Uh, Andy Dalton could have a 3,000 yard passing season, a throwback to the 90s when we cared about 3,000 yard seasons. Um, what are you what are you looking at Carolina. this game? Is there anything I weird? think Carolina's fine. Yeah, DJ Moore I would play against, I think, you know, with Baker Mayfield or not Baker Mayfield. Wow. Really like going back here with the, the different teams. Get on here. me about Tristan McKenzie. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's Sa- worse. Sa- Sam Darnold turning the corner like they they might think Sam Darnold's got a second life. Well, this would be like his fourth life at this point. And like maybe he's the answer next year. But you can get some run with DJ Moore. I think as you mentioned, Foreman, Juba Hubbard are in play. Uh the Saints. I Alave feels even riskier than Garrett Wilson because he's already dealt with injury. He's actually not even 100% right now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if we get before that game time that Alave's not playing week 18. Ooh, I yeah, think Rashid Shahid's he's, he's he's just short. And by the way, great call on you. But the minute, because um, last week we talked about Rashid Shahid, he caught that big pass. I immediately, I just yelled out. I was like, Jake! And then <laughs> I was giving you credit on ITL because that was your big call of the week of like, if you're looking for a dart throw and uh, it was a pretty good game. And this is probably a pretty good spot again. For Raheed Shaheed. So yeah. I'm with that one. Uh Browns and Steelers. I think you had kind right, of lightly yeah, yeah, touched on this. I mean, the Steelers, they've got to win. They've also, I think they need the Jets to win and they need the Patriots to win. 
think it's some, it's some along those lines. It's, that's like I said, it's so, yeah. Yeah. I think both teams have to win. And then the Steelers also have to beat the Browns. Browns would love to play um, enemies and the, the villain here. So both teams are going to play out all their players and you can just like I said, my only out. concern is the running backs on both sides. If the game gets out of hand one way or the other. Yeah, maybe. I mean, with injuries and stuff, Nick Chubb has been banged up. Uh, I think a tiny bit the last. Well, couple Najee Harris has played through the for the let's frank the entire year, and then yeah. Jalen Warren's already been taking some snaps. So that's my only concern. But I think most players are kind of just playing in this game. Chargers, Broncos, Chargers ten and six, Broncos nothing to play so for. So the Chargers are interesting. You can look at the Chargers two different way. Do you say the Chargers don't risk Eckler and Mike Williams, who's been hurt, Keenan Allen, who's been hurt, Justin Herbert, who's been hurt? Like, do you say, let's just get into the playoffs healthy? But if they lose, that means you head to Cincinnati or Buffalo. Conversely, if you win, you head to Tennessee slash Jacksonville. This one's interesting. I think the Chargers might play as much as they conceivably can to avoid heading to a much worse scenario. I would think that win would put them in a great spot that they'd want to see. I'd be worried about Mike Williams, I feel like, in this game. Keenan Allen, I'm less worried about. Eckler is 119 yards away rushing from a 1,000-yard rushing season, just if people want to care and know about that. And the touchdowns are still in. But I agree with you. I think the the Chargers are going full bore on this. And the only thing that takes them out of it is if they if it gets out of hand. And they're able to take this out of hand and they win. Hopefully it's out of hand on their side of the ball. Exactly. Uh, Okay. Another one of those really great games, Giants and Eagles here. Eagles, by the way, are a 14-point favorite. I just That's because the Giants aren't playing anybody. This is Tyrod Taylor. Hey, the backups are in, which is so crazy to say. That includes Kenny Galladay. Like, just think about that. That's that's, that's amazing. He's still in the league. That's crazy. Oh, uh, so yeah, the Giants, uh, Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell split that backfield. But how effective is it going to be against the Eagles with the backups? So I, I would expect to stay away from all the Giants. Uh, the Eagles are full go, and I am Miles Sanders in this situation. I think you could even get some interest in Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott, Devonta Smith, AJ Brown. But uh, just play the Eagles. Start your normal guys, but maybe don't get too, too cute. If you needed to, you could get cute with a Gainwell or something like that. Uh, another 14-point favorite is the 49ers up against the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are shambles, obviously, the 49ers. This one, I think, is the most interesting because uh, Brent and I briefly talked about this. We haven't got word what the 49ers are going to do because they have the potential to change their own seating. If McCaffrey were to not play, which would be the most likely of players to probably sit, yeah. Jordan Mason could be an RB1 this week if he's given it. But you've mm. got like Eli Mitchell's floating around. They want to use a little bit of Tyrion Davis Price. I yes. think Kittle could easily sit in this. So we just haven't gotten word what they'll do at this point. But when and how they sit could affect some serious fantasy options. That either way, to me, makes Jordan Mason a startable option. Maybe like a low in RB2, because even if they're going for it, I think he's going to get a heavy bulk. They're not going to want to give 25-plus touches to Christian McCaffrey in this game. No, I see. So right now, I have McCaffrey, if playing, I have McCaffrey at 35. Like, that. to your point, I think this might be some run for him and then done, even if he plays. Uh, if he doesn't, I would have, like, let's, for example, right now, I have Matt Breed at 26. That's with no Saquon Barkley. So... I think that Jordan Mason would be above him. I think you put Jordan Mason in the conversation with, I have Alvin Kamara at 21. Like, how much do you push Alvin Kamara into this game? Like, that's 
interesting. Uh, like, so Kamara, for all intents and purposes, the comparison of where he's sitting, he's sitting with Zeke, DeAndre Swift, AJ Dillon, Jamal Williams, and Kamara, and Mixon. Again, not knowing what's going on. I think that's the group where I would put Mason because I still do think Tyrion Davis Price would get some work. And then, hell, oh my God, if Elijah Mitchell is active oh, for this yeah. game, just. <laughs> pick one and hopefully you pick the right one. I would lean towards Elijah Mitchell because why make him active in his first game back or his, his first opportunity back if he's not ready. And we've had this discussion before when they activate players, when other players are performing well, like David Montgomery, when Cleo Herbert was playing great and David Montgomery got most all the work. I think Elijah Mitchell would be the lead, but I still wouldn't put him much higher than like Pacheco and, and Zeke at 16 and 17. 49ers are going to be a really difficult one uh, that it may, the answers may come, but I think you just need to be ready with the alternative options. I think if the Niners are not playing for anything really, then George Kittle is inactive. McCaffrey is inactive. So, I mean, just watch all of it and be prepared because uh, I mean, this, the spread is already in favor of the Niners are going to dominate Brock Purdy. Well, Brock Purdy, I think plays no matter what, just to yeah. continue the reps, but Brock, that's why Brock Purdy is such a good option. I think you have him as the top 10 quarterback this week. So uh, Brock Purdy <laughs> is a good play. Uh, luckily, uh, over Dobbs. Top though. ten or top twelve? I, was trying to I think you have him at tw- uh, ten. Yeah, he's at ten. Yeah, he's at yeah. ten. Right, well, one spot in front of Kirk Cousins. Because again, I don't know what happened. Like you tell me, Brock Purdy for a full game against Arizona, or Kirk Cousins potentially only for a half. I'd roll with the guy playing the entire game. Yeah, get that guy that keeps getting two touchdowns every single week. All right, two more games because you already did the Sunday night game: Rams and Seahawks. Um, Seahawks <laughs> eight and eight. Rams Seahawks, five and eleven. Everybody. Yeah, Seahawks. Everybody. Rams. Anybody? Cam Akers, are you still on the Cam Akers train this week? Oh, yeah, Cam Akers is the only one. There's no way I'm I'm playing Van Jefferson, though. <laughs> no, thank you. So, But, yeah, Cam Akers completely. You run against Seattle, and Cam Akers has been great. Cam Akers have his RB1 this week. I have a top 10 running back this week. Top Cam 10. Akers. Let's go. He's Throwback eighth. to the beginning of the year, He's Jake. Throwback. The, the, to give you an idea of how insane week 18 is, I'll give you, I'll just run through. I don't normally do this. I'll give you my RB1s. This is what we're looking at. Henry, <laughs> okay. Eckler, Walker, ETN. That's cool. Yeah, great. Aaron Jones, like, that's like, all right, that's pretty high for those names, but it's not insane. Six, you already mentioned, McKinnon, Ramondre Stevenson, Cam Akers, Najee Harris with the risk, Miles Sanders at 10, Jacobs at 11, Chubb at 12, and then Cooks at 13. Like, yeah, I was about to those, say my favorite Those three list. are like so risky. Well, my favorite part of your list is not even so much the guys that jump up, but how crazy the week is, is look at the guys down. If you guys have access to the article, Nick Chubb is 12 on this list and you move down into the 20, seeing some of the names like that. It really shows the chaos of this week. Well, look at wide receiver. You want to talk about that? 49, 50, 51 and 52 is Godwin, Marquise Brown, Mike Evans and Cortland Sutton. Like wild. Like the, we, we skip past it, but do the Broncos play anybody? Like, why would they? They've all been hurt. The entire team's been hurt. Why would you yeah. play any of them? Yeah, 100% agree. It takes us actually to the uh, final game here. Cowboys, Commanders, and uh, Cowboys are All the Cowboys, none of the game. Commanders. <laughs> Easy stuff. That's what it is. There's sneaky plays out there. And Jonathan you Williams. guys, yeah, Jonathan Williams is one that you talked about. Where did Jonathan Williams go? Uh, pop up in your ranks? Is he top 24? Is RB2? Mm, he's close. He is. No, he's 31 right now. Okay, but it's in that flex range that you could start. I mean, uh, what you guys can do, seven though. spots over consensus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Consensus it's, is so stupid this week too. <laughs> to even do it, yeah, honestly, uh, all of that stuff, all the ranks should almost be ended by week seventeen because, like, someone's gonna get you're gonna get like cheap points in any ranks for this week coming here because it's just oh chaos. for their for for the con if you're talking about the contest they don't include yeah. week eighteen. 
Okay, good. I was about to say, I wasn't sure because that's uh, that's chaotic. But uh, what I will tell you, if you're doing your own contest, your own league, whatever you're doing, you're playing to week 18, Jake has got you covered. So make sure that you are signed up with The Athletic. There's no reason that you shouldn't be. Uh, also, in the season, you can get updates about Isaiah and Tristan McKenzie over there. So that's why The Athletic <laughs> is so great. It does all the sports, even when I uh, do it here. But if you follow him on uh, Twitter at All In Kid, you got updates. And literally, as things happen, this might be the most important week ever to be on that ranks list because things are going to wildly shift as the teams start to commit to here's what we're doing. Here's what we're not doing. Da, da, da. Yeah, exactly. It's good. <laughs> week 18, you would think might be a rest week. It might be the busiest and most ridiculous since week one for you, Jake, right? It's the most annoying week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So follow him on Twitter at all in kid. You can follow me on Twitter at is it the Welsh. It is a final uh, regular season episode, but guess what? We are going to be back next week for all the, all you that are still hanging out because Jake, Myself and Brandon Funston are going to be taking a look at the first two rounds of 2023. That's right. Of the 2023 fantasy football season. Jake's got a cool spin on it that we'll tell you about when we get there. But we're going to be looking at rounds one and two. And we are going to be talking about all the players that belong in there. And if you think you know, you don't know. Because it's all crazy. We'll even throw some rookies in there. So it'll be uh, yeah, a little mock draft look, but an early 2023 look at the first and second round with the three of us. So make sure you guys are locked in here and subscribe right here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. For Jake, I am Welsh. We will talk to you next week. Good luck in whatever championship you might be fighting for this week. 